Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. You hit the spot. The place where the conversation is pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. Put your thinking caps on, because the conversation starts now. On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains, you are back at your favorite spot. The place where the conversation is pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. Brains, sometimes things happen and they don't work out like they should. However, we have Angel Rodriguez with us today, and we're going to talk about sustainability. We're going to talk about longevity. We're going to talk about spirituality. We're going to talk about trauma and trauma recovery and just how to live a more balanced, stable life. We're going to be talking to all women, but particularly women over 50, because there's a certain thing, it's a certain bell that rings at 50. And we are going to talk about some fun facts, how we can continue to live life vivaciously and with purpose. So let's welcome her to the edge. How are you, Angel? I am awesome today. It is beautiful here in California. It is sunny, and I am a sun sun girl. I know, and they had the audacity to try to send us a hurricane. I was a nervous wreck, and I worked for the American Red Cross, but I had never experienced a hurricane. We've had earthquakes, and people fail to realize that it is a domino effect. You know, the it may be an earthquake, but then the water is impacted, the electricity. You may not have your medication. You may not be with your families. And all that sets up trauma. There's all types of trauma in people's life. It could be as small as being bullied as a child. It could be sexual assault. It could be, you know, murder. You went to jail. You know, you might have got a good sock in the face from somebody. But all those things impact us. And a lot of people suppress them down. Tell us a little bit about the work that you do and some of your life experiences that help people uncover and get to the root cause of their severe trauma. Well, you know, I found that, um, you know, for myself, I've had a lot of um, early life trauma and I don't think I really understood what was, you know, motivating me over the years. And then I realized that, you know, I was doing all these things on the outside. I realized that really need to to find out what those the cause was and um and so I work with predominantly women who've had some type of a trauma in their background and I tell people I teach women how to how to come home and how to create the life that they only thought was in their dreams and a lot of that is by going inside and looking at where does that you know where does that live and how do you how do you dress it? How do you go home? And how do you create a home inside that you feel uh, that fills you and and guides your life rather than spinning like a top in today's very quick world? Exactly. You use a big $25 word, sustainability. Sustainability also means to stabilize. It means longevity. It means consistency. It means power. It's a reservoir. You can deposit or you can withdraw. Why do you use the word sustainability? I use that because, you know, in in environmental areas, you're learning how to define what is what is sustainability. So when you look at our our own lives, it's a it's a spiritual sustainability. It's a 
um, an emotional response. We're these sensory beings, and there are ways that we live and the ways that we think. There are ways in our personal life that sustain us, that keep us stable, that we can do over and over again and help us to flourish and express ourselves fully in life. And if we're not living in ways and, and have certain practices in our lives, then we're just, it's hard to get centered with the noise of the world. And it is a noisy place. You talk about being centered and being still. We also spoke previously about meditation. Mm -hmm. right? There's all types of meditation. There's laughing meditation. There's music meditation. There's silent meditation. There's walking meditation. There's tree hugging. I hug trees, okay? <laughs> meditation. It is where you get the energy source. It is about being silent. You maybe not use the word meditation. It could be deep prayer or it could just be silence. You don't have to believe in a, you know, in a superior being. I encourage you, but I don't force you. Um, it's where you are. How has meditation impacted your life and the lives of the people that you work with? You know, with meditation or having silence or being in nature, what happens is that is one of those natural states that before this, all this noise of the world that, you know, when you get out in nature or you take a walk, you have to find the things that fill you. You know, we look and bring things on the outside, but there's things that fill us on the inside and shift our, our life. And so that meditation for me has been, you know, I play with different things. I help people find what works for them because it's being able to turn out off the world and turn into yourself so that you find that balance. So it it fills you up and you're filled with peace and joy and in this, the upper realm, you know, anxiety, all these things are kind of like, they are places that you don't feel comfortable with. It doesn't fill you with peace or joy or happiness. But when you fill that place, then you have all these qualities that we call in nature or God qualities or, or just natural qualities that our peace, joy, love, happiness, those are found in a different place. So when we go to those places, we find what type of meditation that works best for us. We are filling ourselves with really how we want to live. Exactly. That we don't always know how to choose, but we know how to create. Right. And filling that space, filling that container brains. You know, I share with people all the time when my mother was transitioning. I was wondering to myself, what am I going to do when she passes away? And she used to look over at me and she'd say, uh, you might die before I do. <laughs> <laughs> but in all seriousness, I filled those, um, those empty voided spaces with positive things for me. Like now, I dedicate an hour every day to learning. Hmm. Read a book. Um, have a great conversation with someone else. I have a, a board, a whiteboard with people that I admire. I have a board meeting. I bounce ideas off of them. Uh, I do a meditation or I'll read a book. I'm pouring substance into who I am. Uh, I'll go for a walk. There's this big hill. I'm not a big fan of the big hill, <laughs> but I looked at it as a gift because how many people are not able to walk up a hill? 
How many people are not able to get out of bed? How many people don't have a beautiful neighborhood to walk in? So now I say, you know what? Let me treat myself. Instead of going out and buying shoes, I go and put on my tennis shoes. It's about gratitude. Gratitude is latitude and it will change your attitude. Would you agree, Angel? Absolutely. And that's probably one of my morning practices. It is so big. It's one of those things like what we do for our meditation is I work on um, what I'm grateful for. And sometimes just a few, but if you're spending time and you're focusing on, you know, like in our relationships, if we're focusing on what is, you know, wrong with that person, we're going to get a lot more of that. But now we know if we, what we focus on, we get more of. So we focus on what we, um, what really we're excited about and things we are grateful for. Sometimes we forget that, I mean, we have running water, that it's quiet. There are no bombs going on outside, that the world, you know, is okay in this moment. And that is it. When you're grateful for the small things and the big things, then more of those things start showing up in your life. Well, it's about abundance. And not being shy or shame for asking what you want. Yes. My mother would tell me all the time, could you imagine if you got every single thing you ever wanted or asked for? I said, no, I'd be a hot mess. (laughs) So some things are not for you. We can ask for them, but that's not in your plan. It's not a part of the, the design of your life. And yes, trauma has come to all of us in one way or another. Some people have been stung by a bee. Mm-hmm. You never know. And it just really traumatized them. But settling in with that and taking our seat at the table, not responsibility so much because it wasn't your fault that someone subjected you to that, but it is an obligation to self as to how we respond to that. And at 40 years old, I had a meltdown, serious meltdown. I cried, the big old ugly cry at the snot and all that kind of stuff. I was like, oh my God, I got a house. I got a husband. I got a kid. I got a job. Now what? I was not able to create a concept in my mind that there was more to do. I thought that that was it. And at 50, I became liberated. I woke up with a certain air of arrogance that was unbelievable plus my libido kicked up a little bit too (laughs) but it was a love for myself that I realized that I'm now moving into the second part of my life I'm not guaranteed another 50 the bible says 70 I'm at 60 now I'm riding on grace and I am going to enjoy the next 10 years I'm going to party like a rock star (laughs) okay i've signed up for a paragliding uh event always wanted to do it am i afraid absolutely but i'm gonna feel the fear yet do it anyway what do you say to people that are fearful angela i'm sorry angel um i say take along for the ride when when it shows up i mean i was a professional athlete and i was so afraid i worked mostly with young boys and um, I was a professional boxer. And so oh, I went in the ring. Oh, I was so afraid. 
but I learned how to do it. I would have to say, take the, take the gloves off because I had to use a restroom because I would, I was just so afraid. But I did it anyway because it was it was a dream, and I really wanted to do it. And I knew that I had to, and that was probably the run of the greatest gifts as a young girl was learning how when that fear shows up to not let it prevent you from stopping what you really want to do. Right. Absolutely. Because it's the word no, but the word no is only the word on spelled backwards. Yeah. Okay. And so you have to carry on in spite of, but know that the word no is appropriate and it is a complete sentence and it allows boundaries. No, this doesn't work for me right now. No, this is not a, a good choice. No, let me step back and think about this. All of those things are very uh, are very viable. And I suggest that you use them to create a boundary, to create some space, to allow yourself. You can always revisit it. You can always turn it on, you know. Mm -hmm. But what you have to do is you have to be consistent and you have to know what it is that you're going to tolerate and what you're not going to tolerate. Wouldn't you agree? I would agree. And that's what happened. That's the beauty of being 50 is that you kind of know. I love that movie in the matrix where they're in the car and he's so afraid and he wants to get out of the car. And, and um, the woman says to him, to Keanu Reeves, you know, you've been down that road before, you know, where it leads. So we know as women, by the time you hit 50, we know we've been making the same choices over and over. We know we need to do something different. And otherwise, we're going to keep getting the same thing. We know very clearly. You talk about spirituality. A lot of times people kind of put spirituality and religion in the same box. To me, they're two totally different things. They can go parallel side by side. But the religion is the doctrine. The spirituality is the awakening. And so many people... Um, find conflict with that. I encourage you to explore spirituality. That can be through meditation. That can be through Reiki. That could be through hypnotherapy. That could be through a coach. You know, even having a spiritual conversation with your religious leader and tapping into them to really see how high their frequency is. Mm -hmm. I mean, again, this person is pouring into you. You know, I I do it all the time. As a child, I'm not combative, but I will confront a situation and say, hey, you know, does this really apply to me? Do you encourage people to challenge their, their thought processes in a way that expands them and allows them to grow? Yeah, absolutely. Because I don't think, I don't think most of us realize that we are these incredible beings with that are we are powerful and strong and resilient and most of us especially as women you know we're you know we have are not good enough we're not encouraged especially a generation and you know it's a generation because the young gals out there they don't feel the same way they, you know they know and this is a time for women in this culture that is really shifting 
But for many of us, you know, we've had to learn to overcome things. And partly it's it's not an intellectual thing. You're teaching someone that this is the truth of your being. This is this is the strength. And so some people have never heard that. And then you you show them their power. You help them to learn how to take back their own power by going inside. You know, and all of us have been influenced. You know, I was raised Catholic. I became a Christian. I've studied, you know, I was a, a Santera for a long time. Uh, and, you know, today I'm, you know, a spiritual practitioner and a, and a minister and a metaphysics. So I, um, if the spirituality has been the one constant that we're drawn for some reason, not necessarily to how we're supposed to do something, but there's something behind it that's pulling us that purpose like like you were saying that it's not so much what happens to us in life it's how we respond and that's even in the moment about okay you have these thoughts and our brain works really great for us and sometimes we can give the brain a vacation and say okay brain I love you you're doing a great job you've got me through all these things but now we're going to take a vacation and let some answers come through because those are that intuition that women kind of have developed, but you can develop that even greater extent. So it guides you in your life. And it gives you the answers and that you have an awakening. You'll get a download and you'll say, oh no, you know, you second guess yourself or you have to wait for outside influences to validate your decisions. Uh, you know, I can't do this. Somebody else has got a co-sign on it. Or what do you think? Or what do you think? You get 15 people's opinion of what they think. But what is really important is what you think. Yes. And you I'll take all of this information, you know, you're going to edit and filter. It's like, you know, people in relationships or a girlfriend say, I'm going to divorce my husband. And you've got all the girls. Oh, yes, I get rid of him. I get rid of him but they're going home to their spouse, okay? Yeah. You're going to be the one alone. And then when you return to your spouse, oh, they're going to talk about you like, you know, last year's supper. And it's, it doesn't make any sense. So be assured about your decision, about who you are. Write it down. Look at it. Have a conversation with yourself. Do some mirror work. That mirror work is, is heavy. When you sit there in the mirror and you ask these questions and the only reflection that you see is yourself, you've got to come up with an answer. You've got to come up with a plan. You're going to come up with a lot of tears, you know, but that's okay because that's washing away the pain. What other modalities do you use outside of meditation with your clients? I teach a lot of uh, lifestyle because, you know, for if we are constantly, <clears throat> you know, we're in a, a world today that is not the same as as it was 50 years before. So the food we eat, the water we drink, the air we're breathing, you know, there's like 70,000 toxins a day that we're encountered with. And our body is being affected by it. And it affects the noise, you know, that of the world in our brain. So you know, partly it's, you know, feeding ourselves good things, nutritious things, 
drinking lots of fresh water, you know, going for, you know, going for a walk up that hill or down across the street, doing these things, they seem like um, small things, but, you know, like for instance, genetically, you know, engineered foods, they don't do the same things in our bodies that other foods do things that we've all evolved with, you know, things lock in and they know where they're supposed to go. And, you know, we have this high cancer rate. Um, and, you know, people think that this is natural. I just don't believe they're natural. Kind of like what you're saying, we reveal our magnificence to ourselves. We're, these aren't new things that we find out about ourselves, these pearls of wisdom. This is who we are. And so when we take some of these things out of what we're doing, we come home naturally. We're not being stimulated by all these things. We're drinking all the time. We're, you know, we're drinking, we're smoking, we're taking a drink and coffee. And there's nothing wrong with that. But when you start taking some of those things out, you normally just come home. Like you said, when you go for a walk, all of a sudden you feel your own true nature. The reason you can see it out there and feel it is because you are one with all that is. You're, you're one with the universe. So when you're doing all these things that the world teaches us is good for us, you know, you don't really know what's good for you. You're looking outside for all these opinions and what it is is inside. But if you have all the stimulus going on, sometimes you can't sense what's going on inside. Right, right. That's like the busy person. That yeah. is so annoying. I tell people all the time, that is one of my pet peeves. If I call you and your mail, uh, your voicemail box is full, they say, why does that bug you? I say, because there's missed opportunities there. You don't know if I'm calling to love on you, if I'm calling to do business with you, I'm calling to make an appointment, something about your kid, you know, you might've won the lottery, anything. So are you busy brains or are you impactful? I need you to be insightful and impactful. That is a true influencer. Not a person that's, oh, I'm just so busy. I'm so busy doing what? You know, I am a busy person too, but I can get it done, you know, most within an hour. Give me an hour and I can get it done. And then I free up time for myself. But then I look back and say, hey, I had this meeting. This It was a win-win for that person, or maybe it was just a win for them and not a win for me. I'll take a loss. That's okay, you know, uh, but how did it, what was the overarching intention and what was the end result? That's what I'm looking for. And when we progress in our lives, we get maybe sometimes complacent or comfortable. We don't continue to challenge ourselves. And now that I'm at 60 years old, I am going to live my best life because I don't have to worry about the children. I'm already established. I've already worked and retired. Okay, so now this is the second chapter of my life. What is my purpose? And so that's what you have to learn to discover. What was I put here to do besides have a job, have a house, have a kid, have some you know bills, get social security? What else is it? Am I to pour into other individuals? like Angel, and give back and help them raise their vibration to their spiritual awakening? Is it to be a mentor to a child? Is it to be um, a caregiver for someone that is sick? Is it to write a book that is going to change the world? 
Is it going to be a political figure that's going to be honest and have integrity? Oh, that's a whole other story. <laughs> but, you know, what is it? What is my purpose? So I encourage all of you to, you know, to write that down. What are some of the things that you, some of the steps that you would give your clients to help them start progressing from 50 and on to, you know, find their purpose and live their full life? Well, sometimes I do a master class and I'll talk about what we put in on or around our bodies. And so if you're vigilant about what you're putting in on or around your bodies, then you will start to come home. You'll start to be able to focus greater. Um, you're going to find, I always say, you know, people do these fasts, they do all these things, you know, they're all great because you get to learn. It's a learning experience by trying all these things. But what you really are learning is what kind of what you're saying earlier is about what's for me? You know, what do I enjoy? And, you know, we're so busy caregiving for everybody else. When we get to this time in our life, this is our time. So you need to look and make choices about what is important for me and, and who do I want around me and who builds me up. And you forget that you start to feel like when you start to contract inside in your stomach and you, you know, then that's something, whether it's a movie or a person or a situation, you just have to learn how to pay attention to what's happening in your body because we're sensory beings and learning how to allow our senses to come forward and guide us and then move us through life. Those are things that we deserve. We deserve to eat real good foods. We deserve to, to that a clean air. So doing these things around in your home and then looking at your inner home, what do you do to care for yourself? Like you said, you go for a walk. You know, you might go for painting. You might have a board meeting. You might call somebody up on the phone. What is it that brings you joy? I'm only going to call you on the phone if there's availability on your voicemail. <laughs> but also, I clear my area with sage. Mm. Some people use Palo Santo. But I like to work with the energy and work with the spirits. Brains, all spirits aren't good. Mm -hmm. all manifestation is not good no okay because you can manifest yourself some serious drama yes sir. having that constant negative chatter in your own brain that's something that that's the first thing you kind of want to turn off is what is it that i'm saying to myself because the world is going to attack you you know ask a featherweight fighter they're always going to be swinging and trying to hit you, you know, give you the one, two, the uppercut in the gut, all that. But it's about how you bounce back. It's how you get up off that canvas. Like Muhammad Ali, you know, I knew him as a kid, you know, that rope of dope, you know, how you lay against the rope and just take the punishment. But at the end, you come out a winner. Mm -hmm. And what don't kill you only makes you stronger. That's right. And I know that it's tough, but she, somebody has to be here to give the testimony. Somebody has to go through the trials and the tribulations so that they can be the testimony for the next person that comes along. There's got to be a woman that went through cancer, fourth stage on death's door, did that clinical trial, 
and look at her now. Hair's grown back. She's gained that weight back. And she's there standing in front of other women saying, you know what? I survived. And you can survive too. It's a mindset. Or it could be that hospice worker mm -hmm. that constantly sees the transition of life. And they can sit with you and hold your hand and let you know it's going to be all right. Okay, you may not, your journey may be here. Your chapter may be closed at this particular stage. But know that there's a new book that's about to be written and it's going to be starring you. And so I feel good about where I am. COVID really took me for a loop. I had several come to Jesus meetings. <laughs> Did I do that right? Can I redeem that? You know, this, that, and the other. But I knew in my heart that I did the best that I could under the circumstances. And that's what Angel wants you to realize is that you can do the best that you can. Nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. But what we want you to do is to try to find perfection in imperfection. Am I correct? That's absolutely true. You know, so it has been just so fun talking to you. You are the best. Um, brains, I want you to connect with Angel Rodriguez. Uh, go in, love, like, share, and subscribe. Tell them how to get in contact with you. If you have any current offerings or programs, and we're going to be sure to put that in the show notes as well as the end of the interview. But how do they contact you, Angel? They can email me at angel at lifestance by design. And that's lifestance is L I F E. S-T-A-N-C-E-B-Y-D-E-S-I-G-N.com. They can email me and I have some specials going. I do uh, a master class. I have one coming up um, and I can uh, put them in contact with it and we can have, you know, time together. Um, if they email me, I can take an hour together and we can kind of identify what it is that our people are looking to change um answer any questions that they have and it's completely a free consultation well take advantage of it because it's free everything in life is not free some mm -hmm. lessons in life you have to pay for i tell my kids that all the time you know oh mom you know i got a ticket and now i gotta go to traffic school and this that and the other i said well you know what it could have been worse you could have been caught up in an intersection and not got the ticket and had a car accident or something so take it as a learning and that's what we want you to do, Brains. We want you to take all this information that we provide you here on the edge as a learning. We're not trying to force you to do anything, but what we're doing is we're pouring information into you like a river. Please allow it to overflow. Go in, love, like, share, and subscribe. Love, like, share, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. Podbean, Spotify, yada, yada. I can sing them to you. All you got to do is Google. But also connect with Angel Rodriguez. Let her know that you appreciate what she's doing. And you may have questions. You don't know what you don't know. Thank you, Angel. You're the best. Thank you, April. Bye, brains. <laughs>